From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker with the news for week commencing April 18, 2021. Police investigating the disappearance of VK3VZP and his partner on that camping trip in the Victorian high country are moving their search to Mount Hotham after uncovering new information in the investigation. The key points to date, Russell Hill and Carol Clay have been missing for more than a year. Police last month were given an item of interest in the case. Officers are now searching for the missing pair in the area around Mount Hotham. Last month, police received what they called an item of interest, but would not reveal what it was. But good to see the investigation into this mystery still continuing. And still continuing, last week we left WIA News with another set of candidate buyers for the forthcoming board election. Remember, members are asked to vote for a maximum of four nominees by striking out the names of nominees not voted for and returning their vote in the envelope provided before April 30. Now let's see the remaining four of the eight candidates. Last week, we heard candidates one to four. So this week, it's the final four. VK8ZZ, VK3FY, VK3KJ, VK2DU. So, fifth on the ballot paper is current WIA Secretary VK8ZZ. And after the four candidates this week, it's back to VK8ZZ for this week's board talk. I was first elected as a WIA director in 2017. And since that time, I am proud of the way the board has become so much more open and transparent to our members. I wish to continue my contribution to the WIA as a member of the WIA board. In 2018, I was appointed the Secretary of the WIA, a position I currently still hold. I have been active in financial management of the WIA. The WIA currently maintains an overall strong financial position. I have been licensed for over 40 years and have lived in the Northern Territory for over 30 years. Since that time, I have been very active in local government, having held the position of Council President or Vice President for 18 of my 22 years in local government. In the long term, we must maintain a strong and united position and be 200% behind the WIA to lobby government and make representations to preserve our current privileges and to maintain and expand our bands. This is Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. Number six on the ballot paper, VK3FY. Hi, I'm Chris Dimitrievich, VK3FY, and I'm seeking your support in the forthcoming WIA board election. I've been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1979. Married with three children, two are currently licensed amateur radio operators. I've been active in various amateur radio clubs, including a long-time WIA member. Also, a WIA accredited assessor, 3-005, for 16 years, and currently an AMC assessor, invigilator. President of the South Pacific Contest Club from 1985 to the present, Founder and current trustee of the Oz Repeaternet. What do I believe in? Bringing greater value and transparency to the members of the WIA. Greater participation of the entire amateur base. Having closer partnerships with the WIA members, clubs, the ACMA and the AMC. We need to increase the membership base of the WIA. Introducing the hobby to younger generation and to the community at large. Involving the younger generation in competitions within the hobby. This is how I introduced my sons to the hobby through the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. 
Amateur radio needs to be fun, not just to the current long-term hams, but also to those who will become the future of the hobby, the as-yet-to-become hams. Providing education, technology, presentations and study materials to members and prospective future new amateurs. I look forward to serving the amateur radio community if given the opportunity. 73's Chris VK3 Fox Yankee. 7th candidate is current WIA member VK3KJ. Hi, this is Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and it's been a real honour to serve as a current director on the WIA board since being appointed in only June last year. In my short time as a director, I have realised there is much to do and achieve within the WIA to reinvent and rejuvenate the organisation into a truly contemporary thinking member representative organisation that delivers real value to the members and is financially sustainable. It is so important we preserve the proud history of the WIA, but it's also vitally important that the WIA pivots from its current standing to become a far more professional, collaborative, customer-focused organisation that more broadly engages with all stakeholders within the amateur community. Embracing change is something every director, being past, current or future, should accept, as we all work together to improve and advance this wonderful interest of amateur radio. A little about me, I'm currently the CEO of a member-based association operating in the building and construction industry, and I've held this role or similar roles in the not-for-profit sector for the past 12 years. I have also held executive management positions within companies like NEC, Panasonic, Lucent Technologies, as well as operating my own businesses. I also currently sit on several government and industry boards within the building and construction industry, bringing vital balanced engagement, relationship management and advocacy skills to the WIA board. With over 40 years as a licensed operator and with my current professional background, I look forward to your ongoing support to continue to shape and advance the WIA into the future. Semi threes and sincere thanks, Scott, VK3KJ. Thanks, Scott. Now to the last name on the ballot, David Uzel. Hi, this is David Uzel, VK2DU, running for WIA Director. Having been involved in running Jotter since I was a scout and first going for my novice at 16, missing by one, I was discouraged at the time and didn't sit for my licence again until my early 30s, having missed all those years of fun. Since then, I've been involved in the WIA exam service volunteered on the Education Committee and the ACMA Syllabus Review Panel. I am an AMC examiner and also a volunteer examiner for the ARRL. I work hard to encourage people to get involved and will assist people to get their licence any way I possibly can, having done exams in New South Wales and Queensland, both city and country. I try to get new amateurs wherever I go. I would like to represent members, get a more responsive WIA and advocate to regulators as well as government about WIA, amateur radio and what we have to offer as a collective group of communications practitioners and enthusiasts. Thank you for listening to me and this WIA weekly broadcast, 73. David Uzel, VK2DU. Now to this week's board report. Thank you, Graham, and good morning, listeners. The last WIA annual conference was held in May 2019 and was held in Sydney. The WIA 2019 AGM was held in conjunction with the Sydney Annual Conference. The 2020 AGM was to have been held in Hobart, Tasmania, also in conjunction with the WIA 2020 Annual Conference. Unfortunately, COVID-19 restrictions and flight cancellations meant that this was not possible. 
The Australian government then allowed annual general meetings to be held virtually, and this is what the WIA did when it held its delayed AGM on the 25th of July 2020. The 2020 AGM was held entirely online as a virtual event. The event was well attended and feedback from the event to me has been very good. The annual conference in 2020 deferred to 2021. However, the unknown requirements due to COVID-19 meant that the organising committee had no option other than to cancel the proposed 2021 conference. This was the right decision at the time. The Australian Government has not made any allowance for AGMs to be held virtually in 2021, so the WIA is currently looking at dates and locations to hold a hybrid AGM event. A hybrid AGM means that there will be both a physical location for the event as well as allowing members to participate once again virtually online or to watch the streamed event online. The Board are currently considering dates at the end of May 2021 to hold the event and a decision will be made and advertised on Memnet, social media and on the WIA website in the next few days. And of course, the date will be brought to you here by the WIA National News Service. The selection of a physical location is a little more difficult, but it is likely to be held outside of the capital cities in a regional area. The board need to consider the ability of the venue to host an event safely whilst taking into account COVID-19 safety issues, as well as the availability of IT and accommodation. We also need to consider the cost and availability of local accommodation as we anticipate there will be a number of people who wish to attend the AGM event. It is most likely that you will be required to register ahead of time to attend the event, similar to what was required last year. More details will be available in the next few weeks. On a personal note, I have just spent a number of weeks in hospital in Adelaide. I want to thank all those well-wishers who have contacted me. I also wish to thank the repeater group who have put in place an amazing linked network that I could access from my hospital bed and through which I had a number of contacts with other amateurs around the area. Well done. This has been WIA Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ, back home in Darwin and looking forward to the encroaching dry season up here in the Northern Territory. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Happy birthday to us. Today, Sunday, April 18, is World Amateur Radio Day. This year marks the 96th anniversary of the International Amateur Radio Union, the IARU, founded at the 1925 International Radio Telegraph Conference in Paris. ARRL co-founder and the first president, Hiram Percy Maxim, One Alpha Whiskey, was there. And today, ARRL is the international secretariat of the IARU. IARU has chosen Amateur Radio Home But Never Alone as the theme for World Amateur Radio Day 2021. The theme acknowledges that during our physical distancing to reduce the spread of COVID-19, Amateur Radio stands out as a welcome respite for its variety of activities and opportunities. Amateur Radio experimenters were the first to discover that the HF spectrum was not the wasteland experts of that time considered it to be, but a resource that could support worldwide communication. 
in the rush to use the shorter wavelengths, amateur radio was in grave danger of being pushed aside, IARU history has noted, prompting the founding of the IARU. At the 1927 International Radio-Telegraph Convention, amateur radio gained allocations still recognised today in the 160, 80, 40, 20 and 10 metre bands. The 25 countries that formed the IARU in 1925 have grown to include more than 160 member societies in three nations. IARU Region 1 includes Europe, Africa, the Middle East and North Asia. Region 2 covers the Americas. Region 3 is comprised of Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Island nations and most of Asia. The International Telecommunication Union, ITU, has recognised the IARU as representing the interests of amateur radio. Celebrating the day, among many others, are Belgian hams who replaced their normal prefix Oscar November in their call sign by the special prefix Oscar Sierra during the period between April 18 to December 12, 2021. Still in Region 1, Radio Ham receives Federal Cross of Merit. Professor Dr ING Ulrich Road, Delta Juliet to Lima Romeo, has been awarded the Order of Merit of the Federal Republic of Germany. At the suggestion of the Bavarian Prime Minister, the Professor, Entrepreneur and Radio Amateur is honoured for the great achievements in the field of high frequency and microwave technology. Dr Ulrich Rode is also considered to be the inventor of SDR technology, which he first presented at a conference in 1985. In recognition of this pioneering development, which is used today in practically all communication technology and also in amateur radio, there was a special call sign Delta Lima 35 SDR last year. To IARU Region 2, the FCC has announced the rule changes detailed in a lengthy 2019 report and order governing RF exposure standards go into effect May 3, 2021. The new rules do not change existing RF exposure limits, but do require that stations in all services, including amateur radio, be evaluated against existing limits unless they're exempted. After May the 3rd this year, any new station or any existing station modified in a way that's likely to change its RFE profile, such as different antenna or placement or greater power, will need to conduct an evaluation by the date of activation or change. The amateur service in the USA is no longer categorically excluded from certain aspects of the rules as amended and licensees can no longer avoid performing an exposure assessment simply because they're transmitting below a given power level. $9.3 million grant for ARP HF Research University of Alaska Fairbanks Geophysical Institute received a five-year $9.3 million grant to expand its activities at the high-frequency active auroral research program in Gakona. The U.S. military built HARP in the 1990s for $290 million to conduct ionospheric research related to communications, navigation, surveillance and more. But in 2015, the Air Force ended the program and turned HARP over to the University of Alaska Fairbanks. UAF has operated it sporadically since for government and independent clients. Now, this new grant will enable the university to maintain the HARP facility and expand operations and invite in people to use it. So it's a really big deal for us, a HARP spokesperson said. In Region 3, using WSPR data to detect MH370... 
An article on the airline rating site suggests data from the amateur radio WSPR transmissions might provide clues to the location of the missing Malaysian Airlines flight MH370. Put simply, imagine you had to hike across a given path and every two minutes there were a bunch of trip wires you couldn't see that set off an alarm. Or put another way, imagine you broke into a high-security bank and to reach the vault you had to cross a room full of laser beams you couldn't see and any one interruption of a laser beam would set off an alarm. Well, that's what aircraft do. They trip off invisible radio waves and a Mr Jeffrey Godfrey, one of the leading experts in the hunt for MH370, has just concluded a new study that finds that MH370 tripped off a series of radio transmission detections which confirm it is in the location that satellite studies and drift modelling had suggested. After 27 years, JARL returns to growth. The number of members of the Japan Amateur Radio League, JARL, has increased from the previous year for the first time in 27 years. The league has been actively engaged in membership development to strengthen its organisational foundation. Over 15 months ago, in his 2020 New Year statement, JARL President Yoshinori Takeo, Juliet Golf 1 Kilo Tango Charlie, said the league would continue to focus on acquiring new members among the younger generation and women. This approach seems to be paying off. Is 5 MHz still alive in Region 3? It's been reported on various forums, news sites and other media on Thursday the 8th of April that the NZART was informed that the allocated 60 metre amateur band has been cleared of other formerly licensed users in New Zealand. There may be now a clear path for New Zealand amateur radio operators to regain access to all of the international allocated amateur band 5351.5 to 5366.5 kHz. These changes were registered by RSM on the 8th of April. NZART will be meeting with RSM to discuss the next steps in getting a permanent allocation for New Zealand amateurs. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Power Angel Sprint will be made the first 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. April 25 AM CWNZ day, Sunday 25th from 9am on 7125 kHz AM, and also NZAC day. The St George Amateur Radio Society NZAC day QSA party, 25th of April. Last year, many amateur radio operators not only missed out on catching up with friends at the local amateur radio club gatherings, but were not able to attend an NZAC day service. To help overcome these restrictions, the St George Amateur Radio Society sponsored a QSA party on NZAC day 2020. The event was very popular with many amateurs, local, interstate and overseas. So the St George Amateur Radio Society have decided to hold an Anzac Day QSA party again, Sunday 25th April 2021. The intention of the QSA party is for amateur radio operators to keep in contact on the air with fellow operators and to recognise the service of many amateur radio operators from both sides of the Tasman Sea in defending our freedom. The Anzac Day QSA party commences at 3pm local Sydney time and concludes at 9pm. Bands and modes of communication are 40 metres and 80 metres, SSB, VK2RLE and VK2RDX 2 metre BHF FM repeaters, and the VKDMR network. The QSA party is open to all amateur radio operators with a participation certificate available. 
which recognizes all of the aims of this event. Amateurs are reminded that all VK amateurs can use the AX prefix on Anzac Day. Complete operating and participation details can be found at www.sgars.org. Now in operational news, it's news of pride and of the Commonwealth Contest and its results. Australia wins Commonwealth Contest Team Section again. Great news! Australia Team 1 has taken out the Radio Society of Great Britain's Commonwealth Contest Team Tom competition for the fifth time in a row with 38,114 points. Our Team 2 finished third overall with 24,996 points. Only the Canadian number one team finishing second with 36,270 points prevented us from taking out the top two places. To make matters even sweeter, Brian, VK3MI, captain of Australia Team 2, took out the Commonwealth Contest's Junior Rose Bowl for winning the restricted, unassisted section of the contest. Last year, Brian came second in this category, which was a great achievement in itself. Other highlights included our highest point scorer, Kevin VK6LW, finishing fifth in the open unassisted category, and Barry VK2BJ, our second highest point scorer, finishing second in the open assisted category. To put Kevin and Barry's results into context, if the latitude factor that applied in the team contest had been applied to their individual scores, they would have finished respectively first and third overall in the Commonwealth Contest 2021. These amazing results could not have been achieved without the support of our WIA state headquarters stations. A huge thanks to all the operators and to Alan VK2GR who coordinated and led the HQ stations as well as leading our overall effort. I hope to see you in the Commonwealth Contest 2022. 73s from Steve Ireland VK6VZ, Australia Team 1 Captain. Pride Radio Group is back on the air this week with WI 2021 Pride for Midsummer Festival. As an eminent queer art and performance festival, Melbourne's Midsummer Festival is one of the major Pride events in Australia. PRG will activate VI 2021 Pride on HFFT8 and SSB during the Midsummer Festival period April 19 to May 5. Please QSL to receive a limited edition QSL card direct on Clublog OQRS or via VK4XSS. For details, see the website prideradio.group or look up VI2021 Pride on qrset.com. Pride Radio Group is an international group that aims to further acceptance and inclusion for underrepresented groups in amateur radio. For Pride Radio Group VK3PRG, this has been Luke VK3UKW. Thanks guys. Now finally a peek through the DX window. Belgian Special Prefix. The Belgian Institute for Postal Services and Communications has announced that Belgian radio amateurs and the Belgian radio clubs may replace the normal ON in their call sign by the special prefix OS until December 12, 2021. This to celebrate the 120th anniversary of the first transatlantic radio transmission. 
on December 12, when Guglielmo Marconi first succeeded in bridging the Atlantic Ocean with radio signals. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, and first up, we take a look at Amateur Radio Direction Finding. The website Inverse has an interesting article on Amateur Radio Direction Finding. Radio Direction Finding has existed for nearly as long as radio itself, the late 19th century. Now, Radio Direction Finding has become a sport that combines the geeky charm of ham radio, the outdoor skills of orienteering, and the endurance of cross-country. Bob Frey is an ARDF athlete who's competed since 1999 and has attended four world championships. Bob said, It's a mental game of hide-and-seek. There's so many parts to it. You're thinking, where am I? Which direction is the transmitter? Hopefully I don't get lost. Even the best competitors will admit they do get lost on occasion. But there's something about the sport that keeps competitors coming back year after year. It's the rush of racing mixed with the pride that comes from knowing you can trust your brain under pressure. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. SpaceX launched 60 more of the company's Starlink Internet communication satellites into orbit from Florida on April 7th. A Falcon 9 rocket carrying the spacecraft lifted off as planned, and SpaceX recovered the first-stage booster for the rocket by landing it on a barge in the Atlantic Ocean. The satellites deployed to their intended orbit a little more than an hour after launch. In other space news... A rather fascinating disassembly and analysis of the digital clock from a Soyuz spacecraft can be found at a link in our text edition, best read at wia.org.au. The mid-1980s vintage clock was judged to be 8 to 10 years behind US space technology of the time, with more than 100 integrated circuits on 10 circuit boards. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio St. Vincent Radio Amateurs on alert during volcano emergency. Donald DeRiggs, J88CD on the Caribbean island of St. Vincent, says that on April 13, the 42nd anniversary of the 1979 eruption of the La Soufrière volcano, island residents were awakened to another column of volcanic ash creating a thick blanket, obscuring part of the eastern sky as the volcano continues to erupt violently. Since the effusive eruption began last December, local hams have been in a state of readiness via two meter networks and regional networks via HF. A 24-hour regional HF network and vigil has been active since the violent eruptions began a few days ago to provide communication support should telephone services be disrupted by the volcanic hazard. This includes a twice-daily link-up on HF with the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, CDEMA, and there's also a 2-metre gateway via Echolink on the J88AZ node. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Summits on the Air. Mighty Oaks from Little Acorns Grow. Maybe this story can see summits growing from little hills. This is a story of an expansion to the HEMA award scheme. The 5th of April 2021 marked the start of HEMA in southern Germany. HEMA stands for Humps Excluding Marilyn's Award. To the uninitiated, that might sound like gobbledygook, so I'll try to simplify it. A hump is a summit that has a 100-metre prominence, meaning that it sticks up above the surrounding land by at least 100 metres. A Marilyn 
is a summit with a 150-metre prominence. Hema, then, is an award for humps with a prominence of less than 150 metres. Marilyns have their own award scheme through which most of us are more familiar being SOTA, Summits on the Air. Hema, the somewhat different mountain award scheme for summits with a prominence between 100 and 150 metres, is expanding again, this time into the southern Bavaria Alpine DL area. In a scheme that happily coexists with SOTA and GMA, but fills a niche in between the two, the HEMA scheme is more about getting contacts with new DXCC entities from summits and contacts with or between summits than purely collecting summit points. If completes, uniques, firsts are terms that are unusual to you, then check out the HEMA website at HEMA, that's H-E-M-A, dot org dot UK. Worldwide Special Interest Group's YOTA, getting more youth into amateur radio. Are you a youth coordinator for your club? Do you help run events aimed at youth and ham radio? Do you have ideas for ways to get more youth into radio? The IRTS, Irish Radio Transmitter Society, Youth Coordinator, Niall, EI6HIB, is putting together a group chat for anyone involved in facilitating youth radio activities in EI. Email yota at irts.ie if you want more information or want to be added to the group chat. No one country has all the answers, so maybe the more the merrier and the more hams we have. Now you're up to date with the latest Worldwide Special Interest Group news. I'm Col, VK3GTV. Well, you wouldn't believe it. We've reached the end of WIA News. Don't forget... All the social scene, well, the four items that we'd have left in the social scene for the year, they're in the text edition, best read on wia.org.au. I'm Graham, VK4BB, and I'll circle back shortly. Till then, walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.